Good afternoon, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good afternoon to those in the world that are not of Christ. I'm not sure if this is the right time to do this podcast, but while my emotions are high, I might as well. So if you if you hear me while I'm talking, you probably hear me that I'm not my normal self. And it's because over the last 10 days, something has happened to me. Now, I'm going to call this podcast Love, L-O-V-E, for a clear reason. And you're probably going to, as soon as I start talking, realise that I'm in love. And the truth is, I am. And it's completely taken me by storm. Now, when I came to the Lord seven years ago, I felt his love, his forgiveness for my sins, that he rescued me out of the deepest parts of hell, that he saved me. And believe me, I was down there very deep in that hole. And most of you that listen to this who are believers, right, and even to you who are unbelievers, you know what it's like to be down that dark hole. It's the most horrible feeling you can imagine. You know, from every sense, breakups to family problems to, you know, anything that's traumatised you. Lads that have come back from Afghanistan with PTSD, you know, I read of a lad who's a Royal Marine who killed himself because of PTSD. He didn't get killed in Afghanistan, but he got killed by PTSD. He went into a trees and hung himself. And I felt so sad. And love is the most powerful force in the universe, but the love that God had for us is not the love that we understand. Love is powerful. Love is so precious. It's amazing. And this particular individual... I'm about to talk about I won't mention her name I won't go into too much detail because it's not fair on her right and she will be listening to this and she will know obviously I'm talking about her right so 10 days ago I had a situation on a particular day two situations happened the first situation was a bit dramatic but my lord took care of it and it's part of my ministry to get persecuted the second part is I met somebody who I've got to know over a period of time and uh I told her to keep in touch with me because she's moved on. And I gave her my email address and I said, look, keep in touch. And, and she said, I will. So I was not expecting to hear from her for a few, few weeks, maybe. Maybe never. Within a few hours, I got an email. And I was like, wow, that's quick. Okay, so I read it and she said, uh, Steve, I need to tell you something. And I was like, okay, tell me. And she said, Steve, I love you can't stop thinking about you you're on my mind all the time every time I think of you I'll get butterflies and every time excuse me let's get emotional now every time you're around I just uh, my heart palpitates and and I thought myself nah this is not right this is she doesn't mean that you know this why would someone love me because I've been, I've been single so long now. And the Lord has called me to that, to be single. And I know my Lord's love is the greatest love in the universe. But we're in his fleshy bodies and I know what my body wants. As much as my soul. So I'm told this and, and I'm thinking to myself, wow. And it didn't sink into about the second day. And I, and I really thought, and I said to her, why? She said, all the times I've seen you, Steve, uh, from the beginning of when I first met you. When I first saw you move on the street, that's what intrigued me. 
and then I got to know you and we had a little chat and we had a little laugh and a little joke and she paid me these compliments and, and I thought out of all the women I've ever met and I've met loads of women in my life right I've never met anyone like her and I never thought anything of it I never looked at her in that way I never flirted with her right and always respected her because of her situation but then when she told me this I'm faced with something that someone loves me. And that really, really hit my heart hard. And I know my Lord loves me, 100%. I mean, I'll tell you this, it's like, uh, I'm a very emotional guy. And I asked the Lord, I'll tell you this quick. Um, I was in my car the other day, and I said to my Lord, Lord, why am I so emotional? It's horrible. You know, it really overtakes me sometimes. And he said to me, I heard his voice say to me on a Saturday, Steve, I didn't make you like that. The fool did at the beginning of mankind, when curse came upon man. This is why people got diseases in the world. This is why they got genetic disorders. This is why they got this, they got that. Because of the fall. But I promise you, when you come home, you'll never experience that again. You know, and everyone who's in Christ has that reassurance that when we leave our bodies and they go back to the ground, our spirits return to him, if we are with him, we will never experience sadness or loss again. We'll never experience depression, anxiety, and she suffers with a few things like this. You know, and when she told me these things that she told me in person that I won't talk about, you know, I really wanted to protect her as a man. I really wanted to show her that I love her and protect her. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. If I, could, if I could show it, I would, but I can't. And I'm sure some of you who listen to this are going to be thinking, yep, yeah, I understand what you mean. So why am I mentioning this regarding Jesus? And it's because Jesus did this on the cross. Jesus, this is what Jesus did. God looked into the world and looked at all of us and thought, we need help, right? Because man is just not going to do it. This is why in the Old Testament, when people died in God, in Yahweh, they went to a place called Sheol in the ground. Now, this was basically paradise in the ground, right? And this is why in the New Testament, you talk about the rich man Lazarus. Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom, paradise in the ground, and the rich man went to hell. And they could see each other through a chasm. Now, when Jesus came when he died on the cross he went down there put all the ones in the ground in sheol in heaven above right and did other things down the ground as well that i don't want to talk about right now and you think about what he did that god became flesh walked on this earth and he saw us with all our all our sadness he had so much compassion on us he says in the word that he he saw us and he understood our sufferings he understood who we were right and God, our Father, was so prepared to do what he did on a cross. Now, if some people don't see that, Jesus isn't God. He is. He proclaims of his own mouth he's God. John 2, 19, John 8, 58, and many others, that he is God. He is the Alpha. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. You know? And what he did on the cross was so unique. And I felt that love when I got saved seven years ago. I had a vision of the blood all over me. And it freaked me out a bit. And I had to bring a friend in Christ. And he said, tell me what you saw. And I told him that. And he went, Steve, wow, you are saved, mate. You are saved. Amazing experience. And I have many visions and dreams and audio from him. But you know what this thing did 10 days ago was make me realise a lot of things about me. And how awesome the Lord has changed me. Because for the first time in my life, I wasn't thinking about myself anymore. I was thinking about her. 
Right, and I looked at her and I just want to protect her and love her and take care of her. And for the, like I said, the first time in my life, I'm not thinking about me. My, I do, my flesh wants to go, yeah, yeah, it's about you. No, it's not about me. Jesus says in Luke 9, 23, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And it's one of the hardest scriptures to try and get inside your head. Deny yourself. So I'm denying myself of her. I know what I want, but it's about her. And the situation is very tough. And I respect her a lot. Now, if something happens, it does. I'll be well over the moon. If it doesn't, I respect that. It'd be very hard. Because she is, you know, what I, lo I think I love about her the most is just the way she is, her personality, you know, just the way she comes across, you know, and I've picked up on it when I've spoken to her, right? And I want someone like that in my life. And she's told me that she loves me. She told me that she, like I said at the beginning, you know, that things are not black and white. And I appreciate that. So, time will tell. And I think what to say that to finish up with this is that the biggest thing out of all of this is the Lord is that I have seen in myself as a man of God, right? The work that Jesus has done in me. Because seven years ago, I was a selfish, self-centered bastard. And all I cared about was myself. I was a sinner. I was lost in the world. You know, she wouldn't have come anywhere near me. And I've told her that you love me because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus in me. That's why you love me so much. The word, the, what the work God has done in me to turn me around, to think of others before myself, to think of her and her needs, especially with the stuff that she's been through in her life. I mean, some of the stuff she told me that I can't talk about. I cried. I thought, man, you know, like, I would never let anyone hurt her, ever, if she was in my presence full time. No one would cross her. She would feel secure, loved, protected, you know, and not just that physical stuff, but mental stuff. I mean, stuff that she was telling me that, you know, that she's clingy. And people to say, people today say that being clingy is wrong, that it's it's uh, it's weird, that you shouldn't be clingy. You should be the opposite. No. Being clingy is good. It means that you're emotionally attached. That means you want emotions. You want to hug. You want to kiss. You want to have a cuddle. This is what humans do. This is what God had planned in the beginning. He wanted man and woman to love one another, to protect one another, to care one another. Man was designed to protect woman physically. Woman was designed to protect a man's heart emotionally. And you see that, the rib. Why did God take the rib out of Adam? There's so many reasons spiritually why he did that. It represents protecting the heart. Someone said to me once, where does it say that in scripture? Listen, if you can't see it, I can't tell you. But it's in Genesis. You can see it as you read it. And I tell people this, when you read scripture and you listen to what God is saying, this is why Jesus taught in parables. Because when you've got a parable being taught, you see a picture being created in your head. So you listen to the person teaching like Jesus. And as he's talking about, like in Matthew 25 and Matthew 16 and so on, as he's talking... There's a picture, a scenario being created. So it sinks in better. We don't teach him parables in the West. That's why he did. That's why it's effective. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And all I want to say is when you allow God to do the work in you, and this is why about being obedient to God, submitting to him fully 
he does this changing you. That's what the Holy Spirit's for. When people say you don't need the Holy Spirit, you're in serious trouble, pal, because you will not make it. Satan will take you out, right? And he's been harassing me the last 10 days with all my emotions and everything. The Lord has taken care of that. But the biggest thing I can say this, because I work in cooperation with the Spirit and I've allowed the Lord to change me, this is why she loves me. Because she sees a real man who will protect her and love her and that's exactly who I am that's thanks to Jesus and if you allow him to do the same work in you this is what will happen he changes you he takes you from this wretched disgusting broken person in the world like a zombie right and he takes you from that kingdom into his kingdom you walk with the spirit you read the word you seek him in prayer you seek him every day and just walk with him you don't have to do anything just walk and you start to change he comes into you. The best analogy I ever had was if you get a brand new laptop, right, or computer, and you first turn it on, it all works efficiently, it's fast, it's fun, it's great, right? Has anyone ever had a virus get on a laptop before? It ruins everything. And even when you remove the virus, it still doesn't work 100%. Well, you have a virus on you when you're not in Jesus, and you're becoming corrupted. And you get more corrupted, you get more sinful, more sick, you're full of anxiety, depression, all these things. He's in the business of rescuing from that. I said to her, you came to Jesus, right? He would take all this anxiety, stress and depression from you. Just like that. And if she got with me, I sanctify her. This is in 1 Corinthians 7. She comes to me, I sanctify her, right? Because I'm a man of God. She comes into my family. It's powerful stuff. And this is what can happen, right, to anybody. And I would love for her to do a free 180 degree turn in the way she handles things now, right, through me. I'm just a vessel, but God would do that for her. And to know that in years to come that she's confident, she doesn't worry about anything or stress. This applies to anybody. And as a man of God and as a human being, I want that for everyone. So the situation is very emotional for me, but... At the same time, there's a bigger picture, you know. And I even said earlier on, like, if the Lord said to me, Steve, if you die tomorrow, she'd come to me and be saved and be well. I'll be gone in a heartbeat. And I'm not just saying that. I've said it for other people as well. Because sometimes I see people, and it makes me really sad what people are doing. They're suffering. They're trapped in this kingdom. Some of them want to stay in that kingdom. Then they'll stay, and they'll pay the consequences. But as an evangelist, he sends me everywhere to speak to everyone. But he's been with me every step of the way. So I just thought I'd be honest about that because this tone of voice that's come out of my mouth, you're straight away going to think to yourself, uh, something's gone on here. And it is. I'm a pre prepared to accept whatever is, regardless of the consequences to myself. And that's what Luke 9 stands for. Deny yourself. Deny what you think. Deny what you want. Deny all these things. And Jesus says, follow me. And if any Christian out there says, oh, I'm in a happy life and I don't have to deny myself and I don't get any persecution, guess what? You're not following Jesus. Because you're going to get persecuted. You're going to get hammered from every single angle. I guarantee it. So I thought I'd be honest about that and just share that with you, the importance of love, what love is. It's, it's Love is... Um, I'll read it to you, actually. I want to read what Paul says about love. Hang on. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 and on. It says this. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. 
It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. That is what love is. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 and on. And I hope that helps people in their situation. That God's love is awesome. And when I see myself in the mirror, especially these last 10 days, with the work that he's done in me, to change me, to consider her, and put her first before my needs, in whatever situation, that's the work he does. And you might be that person already, but there's going to be areas in your life that you're not, and you're going to need his help, and without his help, you're not going to win. You'll fail. So allow the Spirit to work in you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you, Father, to give me the courage to come on here and do this during this time, Father. Lord, you're in charge of my life, and I trust you fully. And I pray, Lord, for this girl that came into my life, Lord, that you're with her, that you guide her, speak to her, Father, to show her that I do love her and I care about her, as you do, Lord, because it's you who shines through me that she's attracted to. I pray, Lord, for all the people that listen to this, Father, that they understand what the meaning of love is and you help them in their lives to walk and represent you boldly, Lord. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Bye.